verses 1 through 7. 1 Samuel chapter 14, 1 through 7. Amen. I feel like I have a word from the Lord today. Many times when I do preach, I preach to myself. Because whether you know this or not, the preacher needs to be preached to. Pastor needs to be preached to. So I'm going to preach to myself tonight. And I, I, I'm a great amener to myself. Hallelujah. There's sometimes I talk to myself and I say, amen, that's good. Hallelujah. Amen. It's okay. Just don't let anybody uh, catch you talking to yourself or catch you answering yourself. <laughs> amen. They may call the loony being on you. First Samuel chapter 14, verse number one. Now it came to pass upon a day that Jonathan, the son of Saul, said unto the young man that bear his armor, come and let us go over to the Philistines' garrison. That is on the other side. But he told not his father. And Saul tarried in the uttermost part of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree, which is in Megron. And the people that were with him were about 600 men. And Ahiah, the son of Atiatub, what a great name, huh? Ichabob's brother, the son of Phinehas, the son of Eli, the Lord's priest, in Shiloh, hallelujah, thank God for Brother Shiloh, wearing an ephod, and the people knew not that Jonathan was gone. And between the passages by which Jonathan sought to go over unto the Philistines' garrison, there was a sharp rock on the one side, and a sharp rock on the other side. And the name of one was Boses, and the name of the other was Sinai. The forefront of the one was situate northward over against Michmash, and the other southward over against Gibeah. And Jonathan said to the young man that bear his armor, Come, let us go over unto the garrisons of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us. For there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. And his armor bearer said unto him, Do all that is in thy heart. Turn thee, behold, and I am with thee according to thy heart. I will draw my text from verse number six that the Lord will work for us. For Jonathan said, It may be that the Lord will work for us. Look at that person next to you, beside you, in front of you. If there's not anybody, then get your pointer out and point yourself and say, it may be that the Lord will work for us. God bless you. May be seated in Jesus' name. If you have faith in something, you are admitting that you trust something to be true without absolute knowledge. When someone believes in something that is not reasonable and logical thing to assume, they use this word called faith to defend themselves. And so scattered throughout Scripture, we find that word faith mentioned over 247 times in the Word of God. That word called faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says... Now faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. 
Through faith that we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Hebrews 11.4, by faith Abel offered. Hebrews 11.5, by faith Enoch was translated. Hebrews 11.6, but without faith, somebody shout faith. It's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and he's a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. Hebrews 11, 7, by faith Noah being warmed of God of things not seen as of yet moved with fear prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Hebrews 11, 8, by faith Abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whether he went. That's called faith. Hebrews 11, 11, through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive. Hebrews 11, 32, 34, and what shall I say more? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of sword, out of weakness were made strong, and they waxed valiant in fight, turned to fight the armies of the aliens. Can I tell you tonight, there is something to be said of faith. Faith believes the impossible. Faith believes what you cannot see through your carnal eyes. Faith believes in a God that can and will do anything. With men, it's impossible, but not with God because all things are possible with God. I'm glad I've got a God that's willing and able. I'm glad I've got a God that responds to faith. I'm glad I've got a God when I'm weak, he becomes strong. I'm telling you, you don't need big faith. You just need little faith in a great big God that'll never let you down, that'll never disappoint you, that'll never walk out on you. I'm glad for a God that allows me to activate faith. Somebody clap your hands under the Lord. And that's what Jonathan possessed. Jonathan had a faith in a God that would fight his battle. And sometimes you just need faith in God. You may not see it. It may not make sense. And nobody else will understand it. But if you just have faith in God, I said it this morning, having done all to stand, just stand. Just keep on believing. Just keep on trusting. Just keep on hoping. I've tried many things and they may not have worked and I've got to make up my mind. I'm going to try God. I'm going to trust in Him. I'm going to put my faith and my confidence in Him. Why? Because He's going to see me through. He's going to fight for me. He's going to make a way. You say, Pastor, it doesn't make sense. 
I've got pain in my body. And the doctor says the only way the pain goes away is you have to take these pills. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever truly looked at some of the painkillers we take. Because the painkiller does not normally go after the pain. The painkillers go after your mind. Not the pain. You look at that side effects. You look at what that drug says. I'm not against when you're in severe pain. I'm not against using whatever you have to to sometimes ease the pain. But I'm telling you some of those pills just say it's going to mess with your mind. And it's going to tell you the pain's not there. And somehow you're able to get past that. And that's why a lot of people get addicted to these painkillers because it messes with their mind and then gives them false readings of pain that they have in their body and there's no longer pain, but they're addicted to this painkiller. But I'm glad tonight that we sung about a chain breaker. I'm glad we sung about a pain taker. I'm glad we sang about a God that can make a way where there seemed to be no way. What do you say before we reach for that medicine, we lift our hands and we raise our voice and say, God, I'm going to try you. I'm going to put you to the test. I don't feel good in my body and I can barely lift my hands. But tonight, I'm going to give you praise. You say, Pastor. That doesn't make sense because I barely came to church. I barely made it. I lived in. I walked in. Well, your flesh many times will dictate your worship. Your problem will dictate the way you respond or the way you don't respond. Because your flesh says, I'm going to sit back here and I'm going to see if the preacher can entertain me. I'm going to see if the preacher can pull some rabbit out of that hat to make me clap my hands. I'm hoping the singer sings a song I like. I'm hoping the drummer hits the beat right and the bass player thumps that bass just right. I'm waiting for that. And if I don't get that, I'm going to sing that old song. Some of you may have never heard of this song, but some of you have. That old song that says, I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Because nothing has resonated inside your spirit. And your flesh will dictate to you, you don't have a reason to lift your hands. You don't have a reason to shout. You don't have a reason to worship. That's what the flesh wants to tell your brain. I don't want you to understand what you truly possess. My Bible says, he that dwells in me is greater than he that's within the world. 
And I know I may not feel good in my body. I know all hell may be coming against me. But I made up my mind when I come to the house of God. I've come with a song. I've come with a praise. I come with a worship. I come to give him praise. You say, Pastor, how do you do it? The music's not going. Because there's a lot of Pentecostals and apostolics only worship God when the music's on. But the Lord is wondering, is there anybody that'll worship me when the lights are off? Will there anybody worship me when you're being attacked? Anybody give me praise when you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death? Anybody give me praise before I bring about the miracle? I'm telling you, there is a power in worshiping God when all hell is coming against you because you're letting the enemy know he's not going to control my worship. He's not going to control my praise. I'm going to confuse him. Oh yeah, I may have bills that are due and there's no money in the bank but I've got a God that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I may got pain all over my body but I know the pain taker. I know the chain breaker. I know Jesus. And if he did it for her, he can do it for me. If he did it for him, I'm telling you, somebody ought to get a hold of what I'm preaching about. I'm preaching about faith. But I don't feel it. Don't go by feeling. Go by knowing. You know what's amazing? Is the God that we serve. He speaks. And things happen. He speaks to mankind. And we listen. He walks to the bow of the ship. And he looks at the water. And he looks at the storm. He says peace. Be still. He speaks to storm. He speaks to water. He speaks to mountains. He speaks to trees. He has the power in his spoken word. Don't you think God can take care of your problem? Don't you think God can take care of your situation? I'm preaching to somebody. All you need is faith. If you'll activate faith, say, God, thank you. He begins to abide where there's praise. There are times. Has God ever healed anybody's body? Ever at one time in your life, God's healed your body? Has the pain ever came back? It has for me. And there's a lot of people that say, well, because you don't have a lot of faith. Because you lost your faith. No, because the enemy wants to rob my faith. Wants to take my joy. 
And I know that God healed me. I was supposed to have cage fusion surgery in my lower back. For six months, I walked crooked. And my wife's like, hey, you need to straighten up. I said, I know, I do, but I don't want to straighten up. I said, I can't. Millers would come over. We would play cards and I'd lay down on the ground with my feet up on a chair to somehow alleviate the pressure and the pain here because the pain went down my sciatic nerve and it was so much pain that the only comfort was laying on the ground. Matter of fact, the first home we bought, we were in the design center and I picked everything out laying on the ground. I'll take that, I'll take that, I'll take, no, we don't need that. My wife says, yes, we do. And I go, yes, we do. 22 years, it's, I get the last word, yes, ma'am. But I remember on a Wednesday night, when the, when, when the doctor said cage fusion surgery, and I asked him, Brother Rudy, I said, well, I'm a kind of an athletic kind of guy. You can't tell it now, but I was an athletic guy at that time. Hallelujah, many, many calories ago. But I asked him, Brother Rudy, I said, will this surgery take? And he looked at me and says, well, what may take on one may not take on you. So I was going to let him rip open my back and put metal plates in there because he thought it might help. And on a Wednesday night, I just started walking down this aisle. There was no Brother Hector on the drums. There was no A drummer or B drummer. And I walked over here, and I remember right here, I prayed, God, I believe you're a healer. I've preached you're a healer. If you'll heal my back, I will believe that you're a healer. I said, but if you don't heal my back, I'll still believe that you're a healer. I'll preach about it. And guess what I felt at that moment? Absolutely nothing. I didn't feel a lightning bolt. I didn't feel that warm sensation like some say they feel. I just went about my normal business. But on Sunday, something about Sunday, I was at her parents' house getting ready to eat lunch. And all of a sudden, Brother Gilbert, I go, oh, I kind of bit down and kind of did this. And I just bolted out the door. And I ran back. And my wife's like, Why'd you run? I said, because I can. The devil wants to take out your praise. The devil wants to take out your shout. You just got to confuse the enemy and say, I was created to worship him. I was created to give him praise. And here's what the enemy had, and the pain was gone. It has been gone for quite some time, 10 plus years. But there are occasions, Brother Gilbert, I'll feel a pain right there. 
And that old enemy will whisper into my ear, Brother Alex, uh-oh, you were never healed. Cage fusion surgery is coming your way. Those are the thoughts that this preacher gets. But very quickly, I turn it around and I say, God, thank you for healing me. Thank you for healing my body. Thank you for no surgery. Thank you for being a chain break. And the pain goes away. I'm telling you, when that pain in your life goes away, it's a time to say, I'm going to give him praise. I'm going to give him worship. Somebody clap your hands under the Lord tonight. Come on, not a golf clap, but somebody ought to clap your hands and give him praise. We're going to do something real quick, right? Real, real quick. We're going to do this. If you've been attacked in your body, physically, spiritually, emotionally, in the last 30 days, I want you to stand up. If you're not standing, that's okay. It means you haven't been attacked. Here's what I want you to do. For the next... 30 seconds, 60 seconds. I don't know how long it's going to take you, but I just need you to step out of your pew, either get in an aisle or take a lap around this church, or maybe all you can do is walk. But I'm praying right now, as you begin to worship and you begin to praise, that God right now will eradicate the blessing flow from heaven and God will saturate you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Is there anybody ready to confuse the enemy right now? In one, two, three, somebody give me praise in this house. Somebody lift up your voice. Come on. This doesn't have to make sense. You may not comprehend it, but heaven's taking notice. You won't hold me captive any longer. I will not stay there in the dungeon of fear and the dungeon of doubt. I'm coming out of this. Oh, lift up your voice in this house. I fear the Holy Ghost in this place. Come on, that's faith beginning to operate. That's faith beginning to move. We've got Sister Yaya here that was in the hospital just two days ago, but she's in the house of God now. Lay a hand on somebody and I want you to pray a blessing over them. I want you to speak a word over them. God's about to turn around some things in your life, in your home, in your marriage. Hallelujah. Come on, it's not by might, nor by power, but it's by his spirit, saith the Lord.
I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. Come on, God's fixing to bless your finances. You're not going to have to worry about finances anymore. Hallelujah. You're coming out of this. Come on, you don't need the drum beat. You don't need the bass to thump. You don't need a special song to let your praise and your worship out. Hallelujah. By the power and the authority that's in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh God! Baptize us afresh. Baptize us anew. We can't do this ourselves. All we do is water and all we do is plant, but God, you're the one that gives the increase. It's not by my talent. It's not by my ability. It's not by my power, but it's by your spirit. Oh, lift up your voice. I feel faith begin to move in this place. I feel faith begin to operate in this house. You have not seen your greatest revival yet. You have not seen your greatest miracle yet. The blessings of God. You have not seen the greatest blessings that the Lord has in store for you. You say, Pastor, I don't understand it. I don't comprehend it. It doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to make sense. It's supposed to be an action of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In 1 Samuel 13, we find, keep praying, the children of Israel in a distressed situation. They were both terrified and impoverished. And the Bible states in verse 17 of chapter 13, and the spoilers came out of the camp in three companies. One company turned in the way of Ophrah, a city of Benjamin also known as a young deer. And another company turned in the way of Bethoran, which is a house of cave, a house of anger, and a house of wrath. And the other company was in the valley of Zeboim, also known as the valley of hyenas. Spoilers 
going after their young spoilers going after their joy and spoilers laughing at them and Israel didn't know what to do they didn't know where to turn because the spoilers terrified them spoilers made them fearful they intimidated them and caused them to doubt their identity the Bible states there, there was no smith found throughout all the land of Israel they had no weapons they had no armor and they had no shield and the spoilers were laughing at them they had their young they had their joy and they're laughing at them as brother Tom they didn't have weapons they didn't have they didn't have any swords there was only two swords brother Miguel one sword was in the hand of Saul and you read that chapter Saul placed it on the ground and he laid back there under a pomegranate tree but Jonathan thought that a sword was used for battle and the enemy was all around them and 600 mighty men of battle and warriors were with King Saul and they were kicking back behind a pomegranate tree because the spoilers. And that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to take away your joy. He wants to intimidate you. He wants to let fear run rampant on your home and your mind and feel like there is no way out. That's what the Bible says. That there is a lion that seeks to what? Devour you. The lion that roars the loudest is a lion with no teeth. And all the enemy has is fear and intimidation after one thing brother Abraham to steal your joy to rob what God has given to you and there's many of you that God has spoken a word over you a prophetic word and it has not come to pass yet and in your brain there are spoilers that are telling you it will never happen You'll never have a ministry. You'll never have a breakthrough. You'll never be able to overcome this giant. All that fear and intimidation in your brain and what the enemy wants you to do, it's sit there under a pomegranate tree. But Jonathan said, I need to bring somebody. I need to bring a young lad with me. Come here, David. Come here, David. Yes, yeah, a good guy here. He's going with me tomorrow. This guy's a working machine. I was out there blowing the parking lot for six hours. This cat was with me, him and his daddy. I'm proud of you. Can I tell you, hell doesn't like you. The enemy doesn't like you. And there's a world that has given up on you. But God's never given up on you. And God is telling you, He's anointed you. 
And if you'll stay plugged into your man of God, I'm not saying that to boost my bubble at all because I am nothing. But if you'll stay connected to this man of God, God has ministry for you. He really does. I don't know if you know this or not, but God's called you to be a preacher. Don't know if you know that or not, but it'll come. But God says if you'll just stay close to your man of God. Because Jonathan said, oh, we got one sword. Philistines are all around. My daddy's over there hiding with 300 mighty warriors. But I think the Lord may work for us. Doesn't make sense, Dave. Enemies all around. If they catch us, they're going to kill us. Look at the caves. They're taking our young. They're taking our joy. And they're laughing at us. But it may be that if we'll step out in faith, that the Lord, Brother Gilbert, will fight for us. And his young man said, I'm with you. Whatever the Lord spoke to you, I believe it. Let's do it. Can I tell you, one could put a thousand to flight, but two could put 10,000 to flight. What we've got to do is not be an island to ourselves, but we've got to link up with a brother. And we've got to link up with a sister and say, hey, I believe the report of the Lord because his report says I'm healed. His report says I'm filled. His report says there's a better way. There's a better life. I just need some men and some women that'll pick up the only sword we have and run to battle because it just may be that God will work for us. Somebody to lift up your voice right now. Come on, hell has attacked you on every side. Hell has tried to take you out. Hell has tried to whisper into your ear, you're a failure and you'll always be a failure. Well, I got news for the adversary. He's a liar and the father of lies. And when he's saying, you're never gonna see your breakthrough, what he's really saying, if you just hang on, a breakthrough is coming. Somebody lift your voice right now. Come on, somebody, there, there's a mighty work. I've only got to page three, and that's 13 pages. But I understand tonight that what he can do in just a matter of seconds is more than I can do in hours of sermons. I don't want a sermon. I want a message from God. I want a directive from God. And it may be, I've tried a lot of things, but it may be that God will work for us. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. Somebody lift up your voice. Shatara kayasata. Hikarayondayaso. Hiaraka. Raise up this mighty soul winner by the power and the authority that's in the name of Jesus. Hikarasaya korasa. 
Come on, somebody. Lift up your voice. Don't let the adversary rock you to sleep. Somebody make up your mind. I'm going to touch him tonight. I'm not leaving here until God blesses me. Oh, for the Holy Ghost moving. Reach over and lay your hand on somebody. Speak a word over them. You may have to get out from where you are, but speak a word over them. Speak life over them. God, you've heard every prayer. You've heard every cry. She hasn't been alone, but God, you've been there. I pray all those prayers will begin to come to fruition. Let the dreams, God, that she's had, let them come to light. For the power and the authority, it's in the name of Jesus. Come on, your family's coming home. Come on, your baby's coming home. Come on, you got friends and family that need this. I've got a word from the Lord tonight that the backsliders are coming home. I don't see it yet, Pastor. You're not supposed to see it through your carnal eyes. You just need to open up your spiritual eyes for it may be that the Lord will work for us. Sharakaya Torasa Sharayanda Yaraso Hikarayanda Yas Come on, we can't afford to have church as usual. We need a divine encounter. We need a divine visitation from him. I feel it moving in this house. I feel it operating in this house tonight. Come on. Come on. It just may be that the Lord will work for us. It just may be that God will work it out. It just may be that God will make a way where there seemed to be no way. Turn it around, God. Turn it around, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it. Step out. Find somebody. Find somebody, let the Spirit move on you. Find somebody to link up with. Find somebody to agree with. 
God's going to fight for us. God's going to work for us. God's going to make a way. Hallelujah. Oh God. In the name of the Lord, Shorayanda Yarasi, Ikaraya Toraso, by the power and the authority that's in the name of Jesus, Yaraso. Sharakayaso. Come on, I feel it. I feel it beginning to move. I feel it beginning to operate in this house. Faith. Sharakayaso. Hiaraso. Sharayatorakiasa. Sharayandayasi. Ikoraso, shata, ikaraya toraka. Pray your hand on me, God. I pray your favor on me, God. I plead your blood on this anointed man of God. Shoraya nayasi, ikaraso, ikaraso. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, God. Oh, I pray, God. Hallelujah. Oh, God. 
Shatarayanda Yarasi Sharayako Rasiya Yarayanda Yaso Sharayanda Yaraki Hallelujah 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 Get in there Patrick lay your hand on him Hallelujah Come on that's it Oh God. Hallelujah. Oh, I trust in you, God. I put my faith in you, God. Nobody like you, Jesus. Nobody like you, God. Sharayanda Sharako Rayanda Yasia Tarako That's it. Just get lost in his presence. Realize he's fighting for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I love you, God, today. I love you, God, today. He's working for you. He's working for you. God, I love you today. I love you, God, today. Bless your name, God. God Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you today. I love you, God, today. Pray for Nicole, God. Pray your hand on her, God. Shatarayana, your soul. 
Hallelujah. 